Top of the morning to you, and welcome to the second inaugural episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast and our second official day on the job. I'm one of your hosts, the devout Pixar prophet, Lucas Ham. Also with me are the fingernail clipping fanatic and that favorite dog that you look forward to seeing every single day, Patrick. Good morning. The sand volleyball savant, Ronnie. Good morning. And last but certainly not least, our very own Yankee Doodle Dandy, Mark. Bonjour. <laughs> thanks for joining us, guys, on this fine day, and thanks for joining us, listeners, as we chat all about all things games, sports, video games, and even life itself, the greatest and most difficult game of all. If this is your first time joining us, please make sure to check out our uh, very first podcast from a week ago where we introduced ourselves, talked a little bit about our lives, uh, and why in the world we're even doing this podcast to begin with, when there are already, as Mark would so elegantly put it, a metric crap ton of them already. So, with that being said, let's start out by gathering around the water cooler and give some updates on our past weeks, the highs, the lows, and noteworthy. So, Ronnie, want to start us out? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, first, I would like to give credit to my Cincinnati Bengals, who are 2-0 and and seem to be the real deal. Now, this is nice. going to be a week-to-week thing. This is going to be a week-to-week thing, you know, so I'm going to live it up while I still can for sure. Um, week at work, uh, a lot better than the previous weeks. Obviously, I played a lot of volleyball. I won a sand volleyball tournament, which was pretty sweet. Ooh, congrats, um, man. Yeah, we won a nice. fancy t-shirt. Nice. Um, other than that, I uh, worked out a couple times. I am extremely sore uh so so that's been pretty rough today i'm living on a couple more you worked out a couple more times than i did so good job yeah actually my monday consisted of uh working eight to five working out from 5 30 to 6 30 and then playing volleyball from 7 to 11 so i've pretty much beast whoa pretty much been living on ibuprofen all day today I need to go just, take some ibuprofen right now. Just, just have a street. About that. Just have a straight IV of ibuprofen at my desk. It's the Good Morning Guys, brought to you by Advil. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is uh, that is about all for me. I'll, I'll let Patrick take it over from here. So uh, yeah, this past week has been crazy. Um, we've had a lot of late nights working. I mean, I'm pretty much working 12 hour days, not necessarily yeah. at work. Uh, but I'm, you know, I, I have so many emails that I have to go through. Um, I am in constantly in and out of meetings throughout the day, trying to figure out what we need to do, how to game plan. I mean, there's so many things that are going on. So when I do, when I am working, it's usually from home. I'm checking emails. I'm responding to emails, inquiries from clients and agents and things like that. So. It was a lot of late night works, late nights uh, of working, yeah. but uh, but other than other than that, I mean, <clears throat> last Thursday, yeah, like like Ronnie said, watched the Bengals. My dad came over, like I said last week. My dad comes over on Sundays, but he came over on this Thursday. So when they were playing, and uh, now they're two and zero, so that's pretty sweet. Um, yes. So and then Friday night, uh, my buddy uh, Chris came over, and first of all, I want to shout out Chris because he is the one who put together our logo. For the good morning guys he put it together some time ago so big shout out to him for putting that together chris is the man yeah right he 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 is a he is a graphic designer 
that's his job. So uh, when he put it together, I mean, he he put it together pretty well. Um, he, he designed my he's on my tattoos. So uh, he's got a lot of uh, artistic nature. So he came over on Friday night. Uh, he we, we get together almost every Friday night. Sometimes we play games. Sometimes we go out. Uh, but this Friday he came over to play some Madden. Played a few games of Madden. Um, and then after Madden, usually we get on uh, Lem's channel, Bad Gamer Elite, and we play some Jackbox for the rest nice. of the night. Nice. So, Lucky bum. So, <laughs> yeah. So that I, I look I look forward to Friday nights because it's pretty much pretty much gaming. We don't we don't usually play any single player games. It's more of a couch co op thing. So we play Madden, Jackbox, and you know beat 'em up kind of games where we both can play on the couch. So that was my Friday night, and then um, over the weekend, my sister her anniversary was over the weekend. So we took their two kids. Their two kids are you know they're both under two. So we have my kids eight and four, and then their two kids two and then five months. So I don't know what how many kids you have but <laughs> we were outnumbered and yeah, you were well <laughs> did you get your rabies say, shots before getting <laughs> with these kids right <laughs> well when, when we were outnumbered when i say that i mean my wife was outnumbered i mean she takes care of almost everything um she takes care of the the diapers the naps the feedings i mean she does everything all the you know the good moms do so i gotta mm-hmm. give her most of the credit on that one but uh, we, we watched them for about five hours while they were out. They were downtown. They went to multiple restaurants and things like that. So, so yeah, we were, uh, we were watching their kids. So that was, that was kind of crazy having all four of them in the house. Sunday, Sunday mornings, it's my favorite part of the week. One of my favorite parts of the week is because um, I was uh, leading worship at, at, at church for uh, both of our services. What? And yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Really? So, uh, so I'm uh, I'm the like a jack of all trades at church. I I do I volunteer in the nursery. I volunteer with our electronic check in. I'm at I'm at the hub, which is like an informational center, and then I also sing um, <clears throat> on, on Sundays. I sing probably every five or six weeks. I get up there, get up with the worship team, and and sing a few songs. So uh, and that's and that's my favorite part of the week because I feel the closest to to God when when I am singing. So that's my favorite part. And then, yeah, right. very cool. and then in the afternoon, uh, when the kids went down for the rest time and naps, I watched Deadpool two. I don't know if you guys seen that, but Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Right. And then the kids woke up, had, did our, did our normal family thing. And then when, after the kids went to bed, we watched the movie tag. I don't know if you've ever heard of the movie tag, but that's about a group of guys who have played tag for over 25 years. Based on yeah, I saw story. the previews for that. So they get together. They they don't play tag all year round. They play tag one month a year. And so I think it's in February. And they get together and they, was I guess it was in the movie, was a, it was based on a true story, but it wasn't the actual, actual events. They made it funny. So um, if you haven't had a chance, go check that out. That's a, that's a pretty good, pretty good one. And then uh, that's uh, that's pretty much it for me. Mark, how about you, buddy? Well, obviously I am still <laughs> here, uh, so Hurricane Florence uh, did not affect us as much as we thought it might. It pretty much actually did a, a juke move. It, it went to the left, and then it went to the right, and then it went to it was like I don't even know. It couldn't even make up its mind where it was going. Well, we in Virginia, we actually just ended up getting just heavy rain. That's all we got. We didn't get a whole lot of wind. 
Um, there was some flooding, I think, um, in some areas of Virginia, um, and some loss of power. But in our area, we didn't really experience a whole lot. It just rained the whole time. Um, so we we right. dodged a lot of it. But unfortunately, a lot of you know North Carolina, South Carolina, all those places, unfortunately, didn't fare so well. And they're covered in water right now. I saw um, some pictures of this entire interstate. It was just covered in water and just all sorts of devastation. So my heart goes out to to those people because I, I can't even begin to understand that. But um, yeah, for sure. I think I think definitely all of our hearts go out to those who are affected by Hurricane Florence. I have a few friends and family uh, there as well. We, we just pray that everybody works together and God gets them through it. Yeah, my question is, like, how how do you sift through? How do you get rid of all that water? You just have to let it, you know, evaporate? Like, how do you – do they have to have a machine, like a cruise go in and suck that up? I mean, I don't know if that's a stupid question or not, but, it's like, that's a lot of water to have to deal with. I'd imagine most of it is kind of waiting it out, but, you know, they have they have engineers that use – even just a combination of like sandbags and things to kind of divert water or hold it back in certain areas that maybe will encourage the water to uh, stick in a certain area. But I'd imagine in our day and age, they have some kind of like siphoning trucks, machines that will siphon and move water around. Who knows though? I don't, I'm in, I'm in Brazil where, where you just kind of grab onto a tree or grab onto your house or grab onto something when the flood waters come. Gotcha. So. That is a good. That is a good question because, like, looking at the news and looking at the pictures of that, like, that is so much water. Yeah, that's probably it's probably the worst hurricane that they've had yeah. in a long, long time, because it typically, for the most part, doesn't really hit that part of the of the country uh, when hurricanes come in. Um, so, but like I said, thankfully Virginia didn't get they 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 fared pretty well in that. So it was just dealing with the rain. That's all. For, for several days um, and yeah. even when they expected us to you know get some rain yesterday we we had rain in the in the morning but probably about 10 11 o'clock it was sunny the rest of the day so um, so we fared pretty well there um, then on on Saturday um, actually uh, Ronnie or excuse me not Ronnie my bad um, Patrick was there hi Ronnie Hi, Ronnie. Pa- Patrick Hi. was there, and uh, Chris McCracken, uh, who you guys might know from Married to the Games, and uh, another buddy. Yeah, shout out to Married to the Games podcast. And another buddy of ours, his name's Matt, otherwise known as Bar- Arctic Warlocks. Um, we played some of uh, the Call of Duty Blackout uh, for Black-, Black Ops 4, yeah. um, which is like, you know, PUBG, nice. PUBG is officially dead. Uh, I declare it dead. I'm sure many others have declared <laughs> it, declared it dead. Declaring it, that's yeah, a, that's it's a big just claim. Way better PUBG, uh, and it was just a lot of fun. And I got my my first uh, win, first number one with that. I guess it would be called a steak dinner. Uh, <laughs> so that was awesome. Uh, it was a good time. Well done, sir. Thank you. I felt like I didn't really do a whole lot. In fact, that's pretty much a trend in a lot of those games. Like I feel like I'm just 
sort of going along for the ride. I may get a kill here and there, but for the most part, you know, I'm just sort of hanging on and surviving. And that's all and it if is. I make that's it, a I game make right it. there. You gotta survive. <laughs> I mean, and don't sell yourself short. I mean, we we got a ton of chicken dinners in PUBG together. I would say probably 15 of my 24 chicken dinners were with you. So it's not it's not a coincidence. That's so sweet. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad I ate dinner already because I'm really hungry now. You keep talking about chicken dinners. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was awesome. And then uh, Sunday is the typical church routine for me. Uh, we usually leave out of here at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. And it takes about an hour and change to get to, to my church. Um, and then, you know, I lead uh, a Sunday school class. And then I lead worship after that. And then after that, we have, uh, I'm, the, I'm the youth leader of the church, so we have youth group right after. So uh, we did, did all that, which was awesome, as always. And then Sunday nights, um, my, my wife's family and I, uh, it's something we do every week because my, my father-in-law actually works at a hospital out of town in the next state over actually and he's gone uh three or four days of the week and so but then he comes back for three days um and so when he comes back our big you know family time is for us to get together and go to this local mexican restaurant here which is phenomenal some of the best mexican i've ever had and that's saying something for this for a place like you know the city i'm in uh, and so that's something we always do. So we went out for dinner Sunday night. And then after that, we went over to my in-laws house and I introduced them to a card game. We're big into board games, card games, that kind of stuff. And I introduced them to a card game called Exploding Kittens. Oh yeah. I've played that. I, one. I have heard of this. I've heard of this. And that sounds like my kind of game. It is phenomenal and it is very cutthroat. Uh, it's basically Russian roulette with in cats. in card form with some strategy <laughs> involving cats. Uh, All right. Yeah, and it's it is so much fun, and uh, you know they had a ball with it. Uh, that was actually the second time we played because uh, I played with them last weekend, but my wife missed out on it, so she was there uh, that Sunday night, so she got to play it. So it was so much fun. And then Monday was pretty much back to the work grind as of uh, recording time right now. Uh, we had uh, rehearsal time, uh, rehearsal practice on, excuse me, worship team practice uh, on Tuesday nights. So I uh, just got back a little while ago from that. And that was basically my week. Nice, nice. It's pretty good. I got to. I got a question for you about the the Call of Duty thing. Do you guys? Because I didn't think the game came out yet. Do you guys have like a like a test version of that that you were able to play? Or? Yeah, it was actually a beta. Uh, if you pre-ordered the game, uh, you had two different betas you could be a part of. Uh, they were they were private betas. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. They might be doing an open beta pretty soon, but I, I could be wrong about that. No, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, but they did a couple of uh, closed betas. Uh, one was the the private beta for the multiplayer, like their normal Call of Duty type stuff. 
Um, and then the one that they had this month was for Blackout, which was, you know, the Battle Royale style with Call of Duty-esque th- things. And um, I really enjoy it. The only the only thing I will say about it that I'm not a big fan of is, and, and, and I'm sure Patrick can attest to this as well, uh, the idea that, you know, they've incorporated a lot of Call of Duty elements, including zombies. There are zombies in, in Blackout. And I don't really care for that just because you're already having to think about uh, strategically moving around and, and being mindful of where other players are at. Um, and to just throw zombies that just keep coming at you <laughs> into the mix is just it's just not fun to me. Right, right. Um, I mean, I'm sure. I agree. No, I, go ahead. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a, a double edged sword. I mean, you can you can get in there and kill zombies and get one of, some of the best loot on the map, but you're also losing health because these got zombies are not going down. There's a bunch of zombies, and then you don't know if it's a zombie coming towards you or the footsteps of, of a zombie or if it's another player's footsteps. So it kind of, it's kind of difficult to, uh, to discern between the, the, the two. Yeah. And, and, and basically uh, they actually added a, uh, another zombie like creature from their zombies history that uh, is like this giant freaking creature. Um, and he's basically a bullet sponge uh, and you have to like just keep pumping them full of bullets in order to kill them. And when you actually do kill them, the reward is, uh, I've heard, not worth it. So there's just there's just really no point. You know, I, I get what they were trying to do, but I just I, I don't think they need to keep that in there. Yeah, I mean the, one of the biggest things in Call of Duty is their zombies. So I and, and it's not it's not where it's everywhere. I mean, there's only certain parts where there are zombies. I mean, that's in, it's in the asylum, and then I think it's where the beacons are. I never went to any of the beacons, but I, that's that's what I heard. That's what Ar- Arctic said was that's where the zombies were, and I never went to one of them either. Gotcha. Well, that's pretty much me, uh, Lucas. How's your week, my friend? Man, my week. Uh, it's, it's been good, I would have to say. Um, I work from home, so usually my work week consists of kind of moving around between my computer, uh, using my phone to keep in contact with people. Uh, I really relate to, uh, what Patrick was talking about, how he's always answering emails and talking to people because, uh, here in Brazil, uh, less people use emails and more people use WhatsApp. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that app before. Anyone? No, I don't know. I've heard of WhatsApp. Is that the same thing? <laughs> WhatsApp, yeah. Okay. But they, they, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of the play on words. WhatsApp, what's up? Yeah. Um, but, but it's a texting app that is super popular outside of the U.S. So, pretty much between most countries in the U.S., I can talk to people in South Africa, talk to people in uh, all over Brazil, and they all use it. Um, but I'm like constantly chatting on that, talking to people, answering questions. Um, I'm, I, I'm, it's, it, it probably takes up a lot of, a lot more time than it should. Um, but like I was saying, I work from home. So sometimes I'm at the computer, sometimes I'm on my phone talking on WhatsApp. Uh, sometimes I'm washing dishes, working on that good old honeydew list. Uh, so, so my job is like, since I work from home, it, it changes all the time. Uh, but one of the highlights of my week was actually this past weekend. I went to a, a little conference with the 16 
uh, ministry coordinators for the Church of the Nazarene uh, that I serve with. And um, it was a really great time with 16 men and women that are, you know, just giving of their lives. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure all of us are working as volunteers. You know, we have other sources of income and other ways that we're working, but we're very passionate about the ministries that we do, the, the things we're doing with, with the church. And uh, it was just a really great meeting, um, talking with them and uh, getting to know them more. Uh, in fact, some of the guys I got to know a little too much because the, the first night we were there, uh, I stayed with like, I think four or five guys, uh, different ministry coordinators. And I think four of the five, no, three of the five snored the entire night. Ah, <laughs> I'm talking like oh, five, about five hours of snoring in total. And you know how I know it was five hours of total snoring? Because you were up the entire time. <laughs> no, I was only up probably in total from what I can remember about an hour of it. But I have a sleep app. I don't know if you guys have ever used sleep apps before. Uh, but my wife got me kind of hooked on it because they have these little free sleep apps that will kind of detect your sleeping habits. It will record when you're snoring. It will tell you what kind of quality of sleep you got. If you pay extra, you can find out like the best times to go to sleep. But I don't believe in that voodoo stuff. So I just use the free app to kind of... Just kind of keep me aware, and sometimes we kind of have a little competition to see who has the, the best quality of sleep every night. Um, but I had that app running, and the next morning it said I had like 30% uh, quality of sleep, which is easily the lowest I've ever had. And then <laughs> it literally showed like a whole line of snoring, like sound symbols, and said five hours of snoring. And so these dudes, they told me the next day, they were like, oh, yeah, I have sleep apnea and I snore all the time. And uh, so then the next night came, actually, the next day came. And while they were all talking and doing something else, I ran into the room, grabbed my stuff, and I put it all in another room. And needless to say, the next night, I slept like a baby. And it was awesome. <laughs> nice. Much improvement. <laughs> yeah, it was much of an improvement. But uh, besides work, I've been doing a little bit of gaming. I've been working on that old Rayman Legends. I don't know if you guys have ever played it before, but it is a very, a very fun uh, side-scrolling, uh, well, side-scroller. I absolutely love that game. I especially love like all the uh, the music levels in the game. Those things are freaking oh, yeah, awesome. Totally. It's <laughs> it's really fun. So I've gotten to the point, um, I've gotten to the point where I have like ninety-seven percent of the trophies, and all I have left to do is the daily challenges. Um, but in order to get enough of the daily challenges in order to get the platinum, which, I don't know, Ronnie, you don't even know what I'm talking about right now, do you, with platinums? and? Ab absolutely not. Fantastic. Well, to give you the very short version, uh, with PlayStation, when you do certain feats and achievements and do certain things, you get these little digital trophies. Uh, and they make like a little dinging sound, and there's like bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. Gotcha, when it, gotcha. Well, anyways... Uh, I, I like these little digital trophies. So sometimes I play a game that I really like until I get all the trophies. I'm a, I'm a fun little nerd like that. Yeah, and, how many uh, platinums do you have? Uh, I don't. I think I'm going to save that for our good morning for confessions time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I have. A, I think I only have like 114 platinums. Gotcha. Is that uh, both? Take a few. PS3 and PS4. I'm assuming. Yeah, that that's PS3, PS4, and Vita. Oh, that Vita. Is correct, sir. Forgot about Vita. 
Yeah. Don't, forget, for, don't, don't forget about that right. Vita. Don't feel bad. I have a lot less than that. No, number one, because I've, I've only been a PlayStation owner for like since Christmas of last year. And the other thing is, I'm just not an achievement hunter. I'm just not into that. You know, well, I'm you know definitely what? not as bad as I used to be. Yeah, I mean, I was never an achievement hunter or a trophy hunter until really recently. Um, I think I have one PS3 tr- uh, platinum trophy, and that was from The Walking Dead, which was, yeah, I was gonna say, you play it, the game, is it a Telltale game, you play the game, you get the platinum. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Um, <laughs> I love those games, but uh, but the games that are coming out now, um, they are so much more fun to get trophies like back back yeah. in the ps3 days i mean there's some of the trophies that you would have to get i mean they're outrageous they're grindy they take forever it's not fun but uh but now the games that are coming out the the side quests that get you those trophies are actually part of the story there's there's a reason yeah. to do it um which which makes it that much more fun to get those trophies and to get that thing and to get that platinum i mean the most recent platinum I got was the the Spider Man game, and every single collectible mission, side mission, all of those were had a was a there was a part of the story, a part of the Spider Man lore, which which made the game so much better. And like I said, I, I I was never into the trophy hunting until recently when the game started getting uh, the trophy system started getting better, where people were I guess developers were setting up their trophies to be um not not only attainable but fun while you're, while you're at it yeah there's definitely some people that have figured it out for sure definitely yeah i think i think spider-man is the one the one trophy that i think i, I may actually go for that's the one that looks interesting to me cool well, you know, I'll have to say Rayman Legends is not one of those games uh, because <laughs> <laughs> they, they made it so you could get most of the trophies, uh, 97% of the trophies, easily within a month. And then the last trophy is to get like so many awesome points or whatever. And the only way you can get them is through daily challenges. And the daily challenges aren't that bad. You can do like two a day, and then they also have two weekly challenges that you do. Um, but in all, if you don't get like the best trophies which i cannot get the best trophies because i'm i just don't have that time or that dedication play, play 1000 uh, hours for the platinum no it's not a thousand <laughs> hours but it's like 10 15 minutes a day for like two months two or three months and so you just kind of have to just you know i i play it with my son sometimes and then sometimes i'll just be like oh, i have 10 minutes i'll just play real quick and get a like a silver or gold trophy and it's good enough but anyway, so I'm grinding on that. And then I'm also playing a game called Foul Play. Um, that's a, a brawler. It was free on PS Plus. Or it is free on PS Plus right now, actually. And uh, it's like a, a... I don't know if you've, you guys have played like Streets of Rage or uh, those brawlers where you, you kind of... It's, like it's like a side-scroller, but you can kind of move up and down and you just kind of beat up guys that come at you. It's a beat-em-up. It's a beat-em-up. And... Uh, it's, it's really fun, and uh, I've been playing that while also learning how to stream. So I've been uh, trying out the, the whole streaming thing, and it's been very interesting. Uh, I'm pretty sure every time I stream, I mess something up. I think the other day I was streaming, and I had plugged in my microphone to my phone instead of my controller. So I was just talking to myself <laughs> for like 30 minutes, literally talking to myself. 
And uh, and then of course some of you have heard the uh, the short little YouTube video I put on. Oh, dude, uh, that was channel. so funny. <laughs> or my, Ain't that yeah, a kick in the head? <laughs> there's no there's no video. I wish there were the video, but I'd probably get turned into social services. But pretty much the short story is my daughter kicked my son in the head, and uh, or in the face, the face or the head. I don't know. And uh, wow. Uh, I'd, I'd say streaming so far has been really funny, and I've also made myself look like an idiot a number of times. Uh, and then other than that, um, not much else has been going on. I, unfortunately, unlike you guys, I haven't been able to check out much on sports. Um, my West Virginia Mountaineers didn't get to play this past weekend because of uh, Hurricane Florence. And so right. who knows if they'll get to play NC State another day. But other than that, I checked out some highlights, so I'm not totally in the dark. But you guys are gonna have to, you guys are gonna have to get me in the know. So with that in mind, I think we should uh, move into our new section. What do you guys think? Sure, let's go ahead. Sounds good to me. Sounds great. Fantastic. So who wants to start? Uh, I can start. I can start with our uh, general news. So I'll be talking about uh, more like uh, entertainment and technology in this section. So the first uh, story that I have is close to my heart, and it's about Superman, obviously. Da, 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 da. Was that strike? Was that it? Was that the no? What's that? Was, that was Superman, right? Was it? Again, I always do that. That's Mark. John Wayne messes with my mind. I think what, what you I were doing, doing is a different Superman theme, but so you're not completely wrong. It just, it just, it just totally threw me off. I'm sorry. Sometimes I can't resist. He's quitting. But yeah, Henry Cavill out as Superman. Has he broken your heart? It, he really has. I mean, like, I, I want the DC universe, because I've always been a DC guy. I've been a Superman, Batman, Joker, you know, all this, all the DC heroes and villains. Always been one a, a fan. So I really wanted Henry Cavill to do a good job. And I think he did a good job, but I think it was all about the stories and the direction and the types of the types of people that they got in they got in the, in those movies and it was just I don't know man it was just it was just frustrating to see it go downhill as fast as it was um, but not only only is Henry Cavill out as Superman but it looks like Ben Affleck is going to be out as Batman as well um, and one of the reasons I, I I believe that is there was a story out that uh, he recently had was admitted to rehab due to alcoholism so really yeah so he was when he was admitted um he, there was there were talks about removing him and he, he was also discussing that he may want to get out as well because of henry Cavill was out as superman so i don't know how the dc universe is all going to shake up now that both batman and superman are no longer going to be in it i mean those are the those are the one-two punch the biggest heroes in the dc universe but do you think they're going to have to start over again? You know what? I, ha I was thinking about that. And they're going to be doing a Flash movie. And one of the storylines with Flash is he can... Uh, I mean, he Don't can, say go back in time. He can time travel. and they can, He totally goes back in time. There can also no, be I know he, Flashpoint. I know he... I know he does, but that's be, the, how they're going to reboot it, isn't it? They're just going to be like, oh, let's just make Flash go back in time. It'll be fine. I think they're, <laughs> if, if they don't reboot the entire franchise, if they want to continue going on with, a, with that storyline, that would be the only way I think they would be able to do it is Flash going through time. 
and changing yeah, the timeline right. or going to an uh, another earth an alternate universe whatever something like that where they're gonna have to do it that's the only that's yeah. the only thing i can think of yeah they have yeah. they've got the flash movie in in pre-production at the moment like they're writing the script and not to mention they have the wonder woman movie the sequel that they are filming right now so that is that is continuing to go um so uh, whether or not they continue the, the actual quote-unquote dceu i i don't know like that the whole state of that thing is a mess and it just seems like they keep trying to uh throw things at the wall and, and see what sticks now yeah. i i will say patrick that with all that report from it was i believe it's the hollywood reporter uh that that mentioned that he was out as superman um wb actually put out this like super pc statement basically like we've not made any decisions about any superman movies at the moment and blah 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 and uh henry cavill actually posted this like really weird cryptic uh, i was just gonna ask about that that was so weird what was it it was like (laughs) it was basically him holding up this like this superman action figure with like the music in the background it's like da 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 no but it was it, bark, it was bark bark yeah. bark what it's like barking oh i have to check I was it like, out what so is this? weird you so, have to watch it man there is no 100 percent confirmation that he is out as superman uh there's no way he's gonna be coming back i don't i don't i mean they've, they've been talking about it for so long and and, and with, i think and with the damage go- is done with him going uh to the the witcher series and you know he's and he's doing all these other movies now so i, I just i just don't all these mustache movies right the stash too, many mustaches. <laughs> too many mustaches oh man and that ruined ruined the movie it's like you see that guy i was like yeah your face looks so dumb we're, we're gonna <laughs> so we don't we're gonna leave that one alone <laughs> we should move on so there's move not on. a batman or a superman right now is that what you're telling me they're vacant positions what, you, you well, want to try out is that what you're saying? Yeah, Ronnie, <laughs> do it. Uh, I, I, I think, I think I want to pitch an idea here. To be honest with you, I, I feel like, I feel like this is gold. So just hear me out. So instead of having a Batman and a Superman, you combine them into one superhero, yes. and that superhero is played by Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Series saved. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I love it. Yeah. He's he's playing another super, uh, like a. a DC Universe character, so I don't know if they could do that. <laughs> well, well, if uh, they need to, well, they're gonna have to combine a third character. <laughs> well, if The Rock is gonna be in there, then they're gonna have to throw in Kevin Hart. Obviously, there you go. Oh, I agree. Oh yeah, oh, I agree. Definitely. <laughs> but uh, you know, The Rock will do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ben Affleck. There has been an actual report as to whether he, whether or not he's definitely out. There's been speculation that that he is. Because of definitely what Patrick mentioned with the issues with the alcoholism uh, and his time in rehab. And plus, it just seems like Ben's been looking for a way out, honestly. Uh, you know, they've been trying to work on this uh, uh, this movie. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Matt Reeves is, but he's directed all the most recent uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Um, he is actually working on a Batman movie as we speak. He's turned in a first draft of the script. But it's been up in the air as to whether or not Ben Affleck was going to be his Batman or not. And at first, Ben Affleck was supposed to write, direct, 
and star in that movie and then that got dropped and then they got a new director and blah 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 so i think ben's just been looking for a way out um this whole time and honestly i think they need to cut their losses i personally thought ben affleck was a great batman you can say what you will but i think he was some of the best parts of of the dceu movies even though they didn't 100 percent go accurately to what batman is um he still was a great batman um but yeah, I think they just need to go fresh start. And the only way to do that is Flash going back in time. There it is, <laughs> Flashpoint. Yeah, but I mean, in, in reality, hopefully he gets he gets right, he gets better. Um, for Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my next story is sticking with the superhero uh, element. Um, the new Captain Marvel trailer dropped today. Yeah. I don't know if you guys checked that out, but. Uh, Brie Larson yes, is Captain I Marvel. I, don't, I have no clue who Captain Marvel is at all. But me neither. Right? I mean, the, I have no idea what's going on. But I loved it. Uh, but I'm in, I'm intrigued. I mean, Mar- Marvel continues to introduce superheroes from like, the comic book universe, uh, which no one knows. Well, the normal day to day movie goer does not know anything about. I mean, like, obviously, the comic book yeah. uh, nerds will know who Captain Marvel is, all the villains, you know, all the side characters and things like that. But I'm thinking like, I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't, think, didn't know anything about Ant-Man, Doctor Strange. I mean, I really didn't know anything about Iron Man. I mean, the one, the movie that started this whole cinematic universe, really. Um, but the, the trailer is so good. Um, it is, it gave, it gave me goosebumps. It start, yeah, it starts. I mean, it's, it's set in the 1990s. So what, what, uh, you know, a year it is in the nineties. I'm not sure, but within the first Blockbuster's still alive. First eight yeah! seconds, she crashes through the roof of a Blockbuster video store. And after the first eight seconds, I was like, I don't even need to watch any more of this because I'm already in. <laughs> Shut up I'm and bored. take my money. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, Nick Fury, you hear him, Samuel L. Jackson. He starts narrating, and I'm like, Oh yeah, Nick Fury. And then he, they show him, and he looks so young. Uh, I don't know, and I don't know how Marvel does this. it, right? Yeah, he has both. Yeah, I was both say he eyes. has two eyes. So I wonder if <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we'll find out how he loses his eye. I don't We're know. We're gonna get the the eye patch origins, which we've all been wanting to see how he that, gets the eye patch. That's the number one, you know, ask for all of those comic book exactly. nerds out there. How did he lose exactly. his eye? Uh, but they made him look so young. I don't know how Marvel does it. Um, I don't know if you've seen Civil War where they made Robert Downey Jr. look like he was in high school or college. Uh, yeah. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when they made Kurt Russell look young when they were back in like the 80s, I believe it was. Um, yep. It is just amazing how they do that. And, and Ant-Man and the Wasp recently with Michael Douglas. Michael they, Douglas, they that's right. Great job with that. Spoilers. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, Go see it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, the Marvel that Marvel movies are so much better. They are done with such care. Um, yeah. Uh, but the you know DC universe, they, they, it's just a mess. We are, we're we're not going to beat it in horse there. But um, but if, it, it also in the in the trailer, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know about anything uh, about Captain Marvel, the villains and so forth. But there's at one point where Captain Marvel punches an old lady in the face while on a bus 
It's what it, my wife totally. My wife totally looked at me and was like, "Did she just punch that old lady?" Why did it was like? Yes, why, I'll, why I'll would they show that? Why was she punching okay. someone in the face? So I'm Shock going value. I'm going to uh, give it to Mark because it sounds like he knows what's happening there. I I do I do have some light to shed. So basically, the main the main or at least one of the main villains uh, in this movie is uh, is a, an alien race called the Skrulls, and um, you see them in the trailer. Um, the scrolls have shape-shifting abilities, and so I imagine that uh, that Carol is looking down, and she's able to tell that this old lady is actually a scroll, uh, and she's like, "Nah, you're done." Punch to the face. <laughs> what if she was wrong, old lady scroll? <laughs> well, she's freaking Captain Marvel, so I'd hope she'd have a little bit more than a guess or a hunch. <laughs> so can 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 Captain Marvel? Can she fly? Is she like Superman? Uh, yes. She, yeah, she, she can fly. Is she bulletproof? Uh, I don't know about being oh. bulletproof, but she could probably stop bullets before they even I get think, to her. I uh, think Patrick's starting to crush a little bit. He might have a replacement <laughs> for Superman. So so just to, to help you out a little bit more, um, she is actually... Uh, okay, so you know Ronan from the, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy? Right, yeah. Who is also in this movie. Um he uh is he's a Cree and uh isn't Thanos in charge of the Cree? Is that right? He is uh, when we see them in the first Avengers, he is. Okay. Or in um in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Uh he is. But um this is obviously, you know, you said in the 90s. Um she is part of a a group of Cree soldiers. That's why her suit is green. At the beginning of the of the trailer, because she's part of this group of of soldiers that are are Kree, and she has actually acquired her powers from who we're assuming is there's a guy named Marvel. He's the original Captain Marvel. Uh, that's who we believe to be Jude Law's character. Marvel. It's yes. like Mar hyphen Vel. Wow, mm. Captain Marvel and Marvel. Yes, is it, and so is, it, is, it, is his name Captain Marvel? No, 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 no. He's just Marvel. Okay, all right. I'm gonna change my name to Luke. Uh, but hey, guys, I'm Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inspired. But, yeah, she basically, through him saving her at one point, she kind of gets his powers mixed with her, so she technically becomes part human. Cree, so that's where she gets all her powers from. Oh, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, cool. Right. And there's your nerd moment for today. All right, well, that's uh, that's all I got for for the uh, general news. Uh, Ronnie, you got some sports for us? Well, I I do have some sports, but I want to say first of all that I learned so yeah, much. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I never, I never have a clue half the time what you guys are talking about. And like, I hope that just one day I can randomly just bring this up in conversation. Like, I know what I'm talking well, about. Well, you're you're about to not hear me for about five to ten minutes. So five to ten is that a promise? <laughs> five to ten. I, I mean, I don't, let me check my notes here. Well, uh, yeah. So I will talk about sports a little bit. Uh, first of all, I just got a notification that the Reds did win. They beat the Brewers, who are in the playoff hunt. The Reds are still about twenty games under five hundred, but uh, we are rebuilding. So oh, next geez, year, the, re- the rebuilding next year. It's always rebuilding. 
The Raven. It, it's a process. Everybody needs. To <laughs> have you uh, already called the managers to suggest some Triple uh, A guys to step up? I have not done that yet. Uh, I'm, I'm in the process. I'm in the process of handwriting some letters that I'm going to be sending out. Um, but no, they are. Uh, they're they're not doing too great this year. But they have shown signs of like being good. I mean, they started like eighteen and three. I was like or, eighteen uh, three and three. And that's not oh, that bad. That's, that's, like, that's just, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I wish that was the case. I would be He's way more jacked about this. Uh, so they started really horrible, and since then they've actually played like pretty steady baseball, probably 500. Obviously, I mentioned the Bengals. They won. Um, Lucas, Mark, do you guys have like favorite NFL teams? I feel like if I uh, say anything, I'm going to get booed off the <laughs> podcast. Wait, I have a team. I like the New England. Steelers fan? I like the, I like the New England Patriots. Lucas, Patriots. I love you. It's a, it's a new, a new team, the Patriots. No, the Patriots, the Pat Riots. I'm not. I. Uh, so you're both Patriot fans. Is that what no, I was just joking. I was making a very no to Miss Marvell. Yeah, Mark was so excited. <laughs> I know. No, I'm actually. Uh, I'm a free agent for the most part. My uncles are Detroit <laughs> Lions fans. Which, sorry, gotcha. uncles, for what's going on right now. Um, a lot of my friends and family in West Virginia are Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Um, and, yeah. And my dad back in the day was a Redskins fan. So I've kind of like had seasons of fandom and now I'm more of an individual guy. Uh, I, like I said last week, I love team sports, but I really like, uh, to kind of root for the stories. So like when something yeah. happens, like with last week, uh, when Aaron Rodgers suppose, you know was injured and he had that comeback against uh, one of yeah. the was it one of the bird teams I don't remember which one it was one of the bird teams Fal- well, last week the Falcons uh, last week the uh, yeah I think I think it might have been the Falcons last week they played Minnesota and they were actually the second tie of the season which yes was speaking of that I, that's the only notes I had for sports was what is with all the ties lately the Browns and the Steelers it, Minnesota totally is, just, is that new that or have ties no, always been there. I think the Bengals tied like three years ago or something like that. It's been it's been a while. Really? Um, and I I remember when that had happened, uh, I was like, man, I didn't even know I didn't even know a tie was possible in the NFL. It's like, wow, we, I didn't we, either. We don't have a winner. Yeah, like here in Brazil, I make I make fun of the the soccer teams and the soccer games all the time because it seems like half the time they end zero zero one one, and I'm like, well, I got a real American sport where there's always a winner. And uh, that, <laughs> yeah. now I'm a big fat, I'm a big there's, fat liar, apparently. So there's, yeah, there's not, there's been two this year, which is crazy. Yeah. That's the first Real time cool. in NFL history that uh, there's been uh, a tie in the first two weeks, two ties in the first two weeks of the season. Really? That's crazy. But to answer your question, uh, Ronnie, I'm not a, I don't have a team right now. It's really hard to follow uh, sports in general from Brazil. Uh, but I, I appreciate NFL football a lot and I, I love to watch it. And I usually root for the underdog, so uh, I root for the Browns every year. So that's all I've got to say about that. Oh. <laughs> I, I got gotcha. you. They should. They could be very well two and zero, oh, but they are no, no, <laughs> a one and one. Yeah, one. And, <laughs> yeah, zero one and one. They had an opportunity to win both games, and they they uh, blundered that one. No surprise yeah. there. Now that I've been outed on a lie, thanks, Lucas. Uh, <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, I, I, I tend to go. I tend to go with my home team, um, and even though I've lived in Virginia for twelve years, you know, I was born and raised in New Hampshire, in New England. 
So I tend to go with yeah. the New England teams, like the Patriots. Oh, the Cheatriots! Don Brady, blah blah, the Flakey. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> you said it. Sometimes we all wish our teams would cheat a little more, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I go. You know, Patriots, Red Sox. Definitely a big Red Sox fan. Um, Bruins, all those guys. Celtics. Gotcha. So you don't have a lot to be unhappy about, is what you're telling. This is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we enjoy misery here. In <laughs> well, misery loves company, so you know. Um. So yeah. So the Bengals obviously off to a great start. And one side story: I work directly across uh, my desk, sitting right across from me, is a Steelers fan, like a diehard Steelers fan. Like she wears like Steelers shoes, like. She's dyed her hair Steelers colors before. Oh my god, uh, Patrick, you you know it's, yeah, it's Debbie, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's she's a diehard Steelers fan. So you guys and are like, so uh, I have a, you guys are like best friends forever, right? Yeah, I mean, normally it's just her burying me with her Steelers and me just taking <laughs> it, you know, because there's nothing I could do. Uh, but this year so far has been quite a treat. Uh, I got a dry erase board with their records, you know, that I'm keeping very thick, bold track of for everybody to see. Nice. Uh, I got that nice and written out for everybody. Everybody comes up, they're like, yeah, Steelers suck. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, So that has been a pleasant surprise this year. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, But the one main sports story that I wanted to bring up, and I think it's it's a really interesting one on, like, multiple fronts. Um, Have you guys heard of the the Cleveland Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon? Yes. I've heard the name. Because of the recent story I have. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So – Josh Gordon had been with the Browns for like six years and he came into the league and this guy was unbelievable. I think 2013 was like a historical year for him. And he was just, I mean, he was awesome. You know, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league immediately. And he struggled with substance abuse and addiction and he didn't play an NFL game for four years. Wow. Well, the Browns stuck with him this whole time while he was going through all of this. And this year, was kind of like kind of like a comeback type year. So he played the first game with the Browns. He had a touchdown catch. He looked pretty good, actually. I mean, he looked like every team in the league would probably want to have him. Um, and then kind of out of nowhere, it seemed like the Browns announced over the weekend that they were going to be releasing him on Monday. Um, there were a couple reasons that they quoted, one of which was uh, he showed up late to the facility, and they said he was not himself. So they questioned whether the substance abuse had happened again. Um, and I guess, you know, whatever they, they didn't, I don't think they let a lot of details out on that particular part. Um, but he, so he came, they basically were going to release him. Um, I think like eight different teams or it was like eight or 13 different teams, tons of teams reached out to them to trade for him because they heard they were going to be releasing him and like, go figure the new England Patriots were the team. <laughs> Um, surprise, the team that's surprise. Like, oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll give you a fifth-round pick for this all-star wide receiver. Um, and just recently, I think I think it was Patrick, actually, that, that sent me the article where he um, like he failed another drug test uh, just recently. And he, uh, he was quoted as saying he was celebrating or he had a celebratory um, uh, like time. So then he basically then... Uh, went back on his addiction and, and abused substance again. Um, so it, it's a really it's a really interesting story because you have a guy here that has all the talent in the world. Um, 
most you know most NFL players you know probably any of us would kill to be as talented as this guy you know um, it's a guy that has literally everything but struggles with addiction and I think it's one of those stories that show you how you know how powerful that addiction could be for somebody to have everything and pretty much just yeah, throw it sure. away just just repeatedly I mean you know he hadn't been in the NFL for four years there were a couple times I think in that four years where he was on his way back and and you know he would have like a relapse uh, with addiction or something like that. Uh, but I, I think it's a really interesting story. And, you know, like me personally, like I've had people in my life that have suffered from addiction. Um, and, it, and it's a crazy thing. And I think this is like a, you know, it's just one of those things where most people would look at this and be like, oh, man, what an idiot, you know, like, how could this guy do that? That's it. You know, it just it, it goes to show you that it's not, you know, like he might just not be a, an idiot that is like, oh, like, I'd rather just not play football anymore. But, you know, more of a, a more powerful, uh, more powerful thing that I think a lot of people would um would understand you know what i mean um but yeah so i guess he right now is pending suspension he is a new england patriot because i believe the trade did go through um and after the trade went through is when he uh relapsed and used again and i think that's a pending suspension so i actually think he may end up playing a couple games for the patriots depending on uh you know most recent news but i don't think i've seen that the suspension was rolled out just yet did you you didn't hear anything? More no, I haven't. I heard that he um, will play as soon as Monday uh, or Sunday. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, I don't. I haven't heard anything uh, as far as when the suspension will occur. If there's going to be an appeal process, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, a lot, I think a lot of times there's those appeal processes where uh, you know these guys are appealing it and they're appealing it for like five and six weeks and they're playing this whole time. The suspension's rolled out later down the road. Uh, so, I mean, he, if he is appealing it, I'm sure he will play at least a few games before that, that comes to term. But uh, I think it's just a really powerful thing. Like, the, just the story in general, when you look past just you know, somebody saying this guy is a moron for doing this, um, the whole addiction thing is like, you know, it, it's just a really, really powerful thing. And it kind of goes to show you with this particular story, a guy that had literally everything um, and just, just couldn't couldn't work past it. So... Uh, but I thought it was interesting. I'd, I'd kind of like to hear your guys' thoughts on that, if you have anything. Yeah, I think, um, man, that's that's sad to hear. But at the same time, it's the reality of addiction. Uh, I think all of us, to some degree, have, have dealt with addiction in some, some ways. And maybe we'll have an episode in the future where we'll talk about addiction. I think it's, it's really important to talk about. It's really important to face it because um, it's something that hits – Every society, every culture, it, it's not just Americans, it's not just the rich, it's the poor, it's the middle class, it's men, women, and I, I hope that, you know, through this situation that maybe some good will come out of it as in it'll just bring more attention to the fact that addiction is not something to just be like, oh, he should have just, he was an idiot, he should have chosen, made a better decision, those kind of things. It's not that simple. Uh, mm. It's It's something that, yeah. you know... It's not a just about making a decision. It's about getting help. It's about working together. It's about finding, you know, what 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 can help you. And he he obviously hasn't found uh, an answer to that because I mean he he was suspended for you said what four years and he didn't get to play and he finally got yeah, his I, chance I, back I, and he threw it away. Yeah, it was it was on and off for it was on and off for four years and I think there were multiple suspensions within that time frame. It seemed like every time he was ready to come back, like there was something else again, and it's like. Oh my gosh! I can't believe there's another, you know, another suspension looming, or you know, another failed drug test, or something like that. But uh, yeah, I think largely for you know four years. I mean, he was 
just kind of in the process of going back and forth with that addiction uh, and struggling with it apparently. Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope he learns from it this time around uh, and that he, he, you know, he seeks help from, from God, from family, from, from people yeah, that can, yeah, absolutely. Because if for as much talent as he has, you know, it's it's a shame to, to see that that go to waste. He's yeah. he's in a place of influence, and you know, there's so much good, you know, outside of the field that he could do in the world. It's a shame yeah, to, agree, for this to I happen. I, I I do always love when athletes use our platform, like to you know, uh, to do any good, you know, whether that's charity work stuff like that. It would be it would be cool to see a positive story come out of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people were nervous too because he's going now. He's going to New England. He's been traded to New England, so he's leaving basically every support network that he's had over the past, you know, six seasons. That's true. Uh, with the Browns, so mm. yeah, I mean, it's it's a scary thing for sure. Um, but I mean, I don't. I guess I wouldn't look at him as you know just being this, you know, kind of idiot that oh he just keeps doing this like that's his own fault. Yeah, I think addiction is a very powerful thing that uh, it's hard to understand, you know, unless you're sometimes pretty close to it, you know. Yeah. So I try to. Definitely try to reserve that judgment because that's that's something a lot of people deal with. Um, I do have one more sports topic. Uh, this one is pretty important. So, fantasy football. I won last week in our dynasty and league. And so do I. Yeah, buddy. Well done. And this week we have a inner podcast death match between me and Patrick. Oh, dun dun so dun. We are, we, we are squaring off this week. Uh, my team, Andrew Lux Book Club, against Patrick's team, my two dads, uh, in a grudge match. <laughs> your guys's, the names for your guys' teams are hilarious. Andrew Lux Book Club <laughs> and my two dads. I saw Patrick's earlier this week, and I laughed out loud so much. <laughs> yeah, my, mine is – I don't know if you if you remember the 80s sitcom My Two Dads. Of course. Right? So, yeah, that's why that's – why, um, yeah. Yes, well, and, and it's, it's a – it's a team that both me and my dad uh, own. So we that's one of the what's one of the other <laughs> things that that we talk about on Sundays is is who we're going to play, what are we going to do? What do you think about this defense? What should we do? So and we're both dads, so my two dads, why not? How <laughs> <laughs> logical. Wow, did you my, did you my, just make that up? What's that? No, that's the reason for the, that's the reason for it. Yeah. Well done. Yep. Well done. Yeah, my, my team name did not come uh, like that, I think. <laughs> so I, lo- I was looking at the players that I had, and I was like, all right, I got Andrew Luck, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some Andrew Luck research because, you know, I'm a nerd and I don't have anything better to do than <laughs> search Andrew Luck stuff. And I found out that he actually does have a book club. Uh, like he, sh- he shares, like, a <laughs> weekly book every single week. Like, um, like Andrew Luck's like a Stanford guy. So like That's he, true. He's, he's like, a very intelligent person. I remember um, when he played for Stanford. He, yeah. But he actually does have a book club, which just is kind of funny. Like I'm looking for all, I'm looking through all this stuff, and I'm like, that ah, stupid book club thing keeps coming up. And I was like, actually, that works. You know, that's gonna be good. <laughs> We're going with Andrew Lux book club. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, and uh, yeah, so that worked out pretty well. I'm I'm hoping next week I have a a, a good update. It's not been a great year so far. Well, I mean, we but. played how many uh, years in a row? So I played you like six times. I think I'm six and zero, right? I guess you. I don't, I don't recall that exact standing. Uh, that's for sure. I'm mean, gonna have to go back and look at the history. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think our teams make the playoffs like almost every we, single yeah, year. Yeah, we do. So it should be, it should be good. Yeah, it should be a good matchup. But we will, uh, little, little teaser. We will have an update for you on that next week. Ooh, looking forward yeah, to it. Big, 
big stuff, big stuff. And I think that's uh, that's that's pretty much it for sports. Uh, Mark, you up next? All right, so I'll uh, I'll take it over with the video game news here. Uh, so I got a couple of I guess serious stories and a couple of pretty pretty funny stories. So the first story I'm going to touch on, uh, I'm sure many of you guys um, and some of the guys on the podcast uh, have heard of the Twitch streamer. His name is Ninja. Uh, if you didn't know, Twitch is a video game streaming service, uh, and uh, Ninja has quite a few followers that watch his streams. He particularly uh, likes to stream himself playing uh, the video game Fortnite, uh, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. Uh, and he's quite good at it, and he's actually well known for uh, pretty much breaking Twitch, having the most concurrent uh, people watching his stream at the same time. I think it was over 600,000 people watching his stream when he was streaming playing Fortnite with the rapper Drake, uh, which yep, was I remember that pretty big deal. Um, but in any case, uh, he is actually uh, going to be on the cover of a magazine. Of a little uh, little sports news outlet, you might have heard of them, uh, ESPN, uh, ESPN magazine. He will be featured on the cover. He is the very first professional gamer to be on the cover of ESPN magazine in the the magazine's twenty year history. Yeah, that's so uh, started cool. in March of nineteen ninety eight. Um, so thus further legitimizing esports as a thing. Um, because not only is he a Twitch streamer, he also uh, does competitive esports as well. Uh, so and that and is... he really oh, is a ninja. He really is a ninja. Is he really a ninja? Yeah, he went to college for it. I'm just kidding. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we you know knowing Lem, he went to clown college. So you know there could be ninja a ninja college. college. That's why yeah. he's so funny. <laughs> He's also got he's also got some sweet like bluish green hair. Like if you actually yeah. go to ESPN.com right now and scroll down a little bit, he is you really can't miss him. How can you he's, be a ninja? Thumb. How can you be a ninja and have that blue hair? <laughs> he has to put the ninja hood on first. Then, oh, then, fair enough. Yeah. He's also got a sweet headband in this picture. This is true. This is true. But yeah, that's, that's a that's a big deal, man. That's uh, cool. So Big congrats to Ninja for that. Um, I know we know he's listening right now. Yes, Ninja. Yeah, shout out. What's Woo. up? Can I have some money? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have some of your ninja skills? <laughs> I mean, dude gets paid bank. It's ridiculous. Um, but in any case, so that's that pretty much covers that story. So there's a man wanted, and actually, when I read this story over again. I realized where this all happened and it made me laugh even more because apparently this happened in New Hampshire, like not 30 minutes from where I grew up. Um, so there's man wanted by police, uh, after being filmed, sending his daughter inside. And I don't know if you've seen these before, a lot of them, like malls and stuff. They have these, like, uh, these prize machines where you can like put a quarter in and you, you have this like blade, and you can move the blade around, and there are these various prizes tied to, like, string of some kind. And you have to try to cut the string, and whatever drops, you get that prize. Um, well, he's wanted by police because he actually let his daughter go inside the machine 
and she grabbed several things, including what? You know, How Nintendo, do you get in Nintendo. there? <laughs> she was small you... enough to get in, I guess. Patrick, uh, you need to watch the video. I watched it earlier today, and it is crazy. <laughs> it shows her getting into the machine. Yes, there is video of it. Isn't there like a yeah, the... like a little like hatch that when you try to open it, you can't get in there? So how did? Well, yeah, like the claw machines where you can't reach in, right? There. Yeah. Well, apparently, not everybody that. thought of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blade machine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this happened at a at a mall in New Hampshire, and uh, so somebody was videoing it, and uh, oh, instead of stopping it, instead of getting the kid out of uh, out of there out of <laughs> danger into safety, oh, let's just, let's just film it. But what kind of society are we living in now? Jesus. <laughs> And and this and this report is from Kotaku. Um, basically, it, it says two people came in, and I heard them say, "That's so unsafe." So I went outside, and all I saw was the toddler's head peeping out of the front of the machine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it made off with multiple things, including a Nintendo Switch and a Nintendo 3DS. And so police are trying to locate the man and yeah, his dog. Patrick. Patrick, I don't think you should be surprised. In this day and age, I can't tell you how many times uh, I've seen those stories where they talk about animals dying because people are filming it and it's like drowning or it's a fish out of the water and someone needs to help put it back in the water, but everybody's filming it and around it and it ends up dying. People people will would rather film something and get you know internet internet famous than really do some good sometimes. So it shouldn't be that big a surprise. I mean, I get it. If you are unable to help, if you, if there, if there's, if there's like a drowning dog in like a, a, a lake of ice, um, and it wouldn't be safe for multiple people to go in there. So for someone to sit there, sit back and film it, if you're like in a group of people, I get it. I mean, that's, if that's fine, but if you're just filming this and you, there is something you could do about it and you don't do anything about it. That just, I mean, it's, that's just that's yeah. and disgusting. I, I, I watched the video and the guy wasn't, they weren't working fast. Like he's just squatting in front of the little hatch and he's just sticking his hand in there, pulls out a DS, <laughs> just, hand. just so sticks bad. his hand in there. Then he sticks his hand back in, pulls out a Nintendo Switch. And then eventually he pulls the hatch up or pushes the hatch up and this little, you know, fuzzy headed child just pops out of it. Like, congratulations, dude, you want a kid. Ah like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap! I cut the and wrong then, ribbon. The, yeah. <laughs> this this umbilical cord looks like a ribbon. <laughs> yeah, and just then they just walk off. Dark. They just walk <laughs> off. So it's it so, was it was pretty crazy. To how see. long were they in there? Because I mean, is that, uh, whenever these machines are, they're in like public places. So, yeah, people were walking by, people were talking, this person was filming. It was the video was at least I would say at least three minutes long, three or four. And yep. and wow. so there was plenty of time for people to say something to uh, you know, kinda intervene and, and help this child that was on a reconnaissance mission for her dad. How old was this child? <laughs> Did you say that? Uh, she's I would two, say she's years old. Yeah, I'm saying two or three. Oh. She was a little bigger than I thought she would be. It didn't seem like a child of that size could fit in there. But man, when she popped out, she was fine, and she was just like, "What's up?" And then she just walked <laughs> Did off. Did do good, with Daddy? It. Yeah, <laughs> she was old enough to know what she was doing. Like she knew she was getting. She looked a little happy actually when she got yeah. out. 
Well, it's probably like so, a game to her. Probably. But so, that's it. I'm out of news stories for that. That's it. Well, man, Mark, thank you for that information. And it's very obvious you worked really hard to get that information. Speaking of working hard, that leads us right into our topic of the day, guys. Jobs and occupations. Without them, we wouldn't be able to eat much or sleep in very optimal conditions. And also because outside of sleeping, they take up more of our time than anything else. Well, unless you're Ronnie, then it would be beach volleyball. <laughs> but seriously, jobs are important. In Ecclesiastes 3, 12 through 13, the Bible says, I know the best thing we can do is always enjoy life because God's gift to us is the happiness we get from our food and drink and from the work we do. You know, our occupation should be a source of pride. And it should be a source of joy, but sometimes it isn't, which is just part of life, I think. So today, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about our jobs like we did last week, but maybe a little more detail. And maybe let's chat about our work philosophies and past experiences. Uh, in fact, let's start at the very beginning. Uh, it's a very good place to start, as a famous woman from a certain musical said. And uh, let's chat about our childhood dreams so when you guys were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? I immediately wanted to play for the Cincinnati Reds. That was my, <laughs> that was my childhood dream. Uh, my dream job is to play for the Cincinnati Reds. And I always go into uh, um, into into work, and people always say, you know, dress for the job you want. You want, and if that was me, I'd be wearing a Cincinnati Reds uniform every day at work. I'm always I've always been good at baseball. I could throw hit you know very good hand-eye coordination but it just wasn't I grew as I grew up you know I found out that baseball wasn't my passion but when I was a kid all I wanted to do was play baseball nice yeah mine was a little bit on the other side of that mine was football so I remember when I was a little kid I would sit and watch football games with my dad and stuff you know and then I played little league football so it's like man every time I walked out there like I was one of the players (laughs) you know that I was watching on tv um but uh, I think I, I played a couple years in high school, and uh, that was that was pretty much it for that dream. I realized uh, I don't think my knees or anything could have uh, held up <laughs> much longer than that. So nice. Yeah, I uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to either do something with music or or be an artist. Um, basically, you know, I did a lot of drawing when I was a kid. Uh, I'd have you know bunches and bunches of pads filled with different drawings that I would do. Um, I've had, uh, I've had uh, plenty of time to just doodle and doodle and doodle, and I just really enjoyed it. I wanted to be a cartoonist um, if the whole music thing didn't work out. Um, but, uh, and, and basically, like, I can, I can just freehand. Like, my favorite thing to draw when I was in, like, middle school and high school was, like, Dragon Ball Z characters. And, you know, I can, I can pretty much freehand that, you know, completely from memory, um, because I would just constantly draw it over and over and over and over again. Um, and that was something I really enjoyed, but, um, that took a back seat, uh, when, when music really, you know, came to the forefront of what I wanted to do. So. Cool. Well, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be an archaeologist just like Indiana Jones, my friends. I wanted to have that whip, yes. have that hat. That's right. And, uh, you know, I, I love dinosaurs, and so I thought, what's the closest thing I can do to get 
really close to dinosaurs, and I thought, man, I got to be an archaeologist. But then when I discovered all the dinosaurs were dead, and that archaeologists really just dig up old, dirty stuff, and it's a little boring. Just digging holes all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't want to do that. And also, I think once I discovered that as a kid, I was like, well, I'm going to be a vet because I want to help animals. And then I discovered that half the time you have to put animals out of their misery or do surgery on animals. And that, that quickly got rid of that dream as well. Yeah. Um, Yikes. So those are my two big ones, archaeology and being a vet. Now, I don't know if any of you guys wanted to be uh, any kind of superheroes or anything when you were little, but Eric Green had a good question for us. Uh, he said, okay, guys, I got to know. There's four of you, and there are four Ghostbusters. Which of the Ghostbusters are you, and why? Oh, good and question. He, he said, personally, I always saw myself as Peter Venkman. Thanks, Eric, for the question. So let's imagine we're kids again. Or maybe we can just imagine it now. If we were or are right now the Ghostbusters, who do you guys think we would all be? I'm pretty sure I'd be Egon. Would... Nice. I think <laughs> that's the. Now you got to remind me the who everybody is because I haven't watched Ghostbusters in a long time. Egon's he's the, the dude with the glasses. That the scientist, right? He's a tall, right? he's a tall nerd. Yeah. The yeah. 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 I think I'd be him. Yeah. I would be Ray. Definitely. Is that, that's Bill Murray, right? Uh, no, that's, no, that's uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. I call Bill Murray. That's... Well, I guess I get the other guy. <laughs> I would consider myself a little more on the reckless side. Um, and I think that probably would be uh, uh, Peter Bankman. But, yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll get three Peters and a Ray. <laughs> <laughs> three Peters and a Ray. Bankman is a – now, wait. Bankman is – that's Bill Murray? That's Bill Murray's character. All right. Yeah. I'll be the fourth guy. What was his name? I don't. I really don't. Winston. Know. He's Winston. He's the black guy. Winston. I'll be the. He's the fourth. I'll be the black guy. That's cool. He's known as the fourth guy. I got some soul. I'm good. So no. He, he's he the was, straight man, basically. He was, he was always a nice guy, so I like him. I, he's, he's, he's more serious. Yeah. 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 I can be serious when it calls for it, so I would be there to kind of be serious and keep you guys cool and collected. So. That sounds good to me. I mean, I feel like as a host, that's kind of what you already do, you know? Well, well, there you go. Well, I like all those answers, so it's final. Those are our Ghostbusters roles from now until the end of time. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, we have another listener question. Uh, this one is from Patrick's wife, Melanie Novosel, who asked, What was the first job you ever had? Thanks, Melanie, for the question. I want you to know that I'm praying for you as you try to raise three kids. <laughs> I tell her, I tell her that. Well, I tell tell her that all the time. You know, you got two kids and me, so she's yeah. got to take care of me too. And she always says, "I always got to take care of you too." Yep, that's it. But uh, my first job, uh, I, I my first paying job was working for my dad. I was working for my dad. You know, quote unquote working. Um, he delivered the Cincinnati Enquirer. So the Cincinnati newspaper, he delivered, he owned his own route, he owned his own business basically. And he delivered, uh, every day, seven days a week, Sunday through Sunday. And, uh, I would help him stuff all the ads into the newspaper, um, and do that every, I don't know, I would say maybe two or three times a week. And it got paid to how many inserts we put into the paper. So I did that, and I did that 
man. Uh, if I started around seven, I think I did that through maybe beginning of college um, to help him out. I didn't do it every day, but once well, once I started like high school and college, I would only help him out on Sundays. And it was when I was stuffing inserts that would be like during the day, like Saturdays and you know weeknights. But on Sundays, I would once I started to drive, I would help him deliver certain routes in his uh, with the newspaper. So that wasn't during the day; that was in the middle of the night, between like two and six a.m. <laughs> uh, and that was that was uh, it was it was a job. And I had got I got paid. I could support my gaming habits. I could get whatever nice. I wanted, you know, kind of thing. So I continued to do that. But my first real job was when I was fifteen and a half. I was a dishwasher at a local restaurant. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a job like a dishwasher or any kind of job like that. It was grueling. That's all I mean. Just you're just back in the kitchen cleaning dishes. Yeah. That that was my job. And I did that. (laughs) Yeah, I did that for six months and that that long, huh? I uh, right (laughs) in the middle of my shift, I quit. Wow. Nice. It was like one of those things like, who's coming with me? I'm out. Who's (laughs) coming with me? And one of the cooks was like, I'm coming with you. So you <laughs> nice. So it's a revolt, right? So we left, and I was like, "Yes, this is one of the best days ever." And guess what he did the very next day? He went, went back. Right back to work. He went back. <laughs> I was like, "No, what are you doing, man? We're supposed to be a team." But oh, that's hilarious. This was an uprising. They well, gave to- him a raise and everything. They did not get want to give me a raise, so. <laughs> well, I have to follow that up because I also worked for my dad for my first job. Uh, my dad was and is a drug dealer, a.k.a. a pharmacist. And um, I was... He does it legally. Yes, he does it very legally. Uh, but I was his drug runner where uh, he owned a pharmacy. And so I was the delivery boy. And I would... Pretty much at about four o'clock every day after school, uh, they would give me baskets full of drugs and prescription medication and things, and I would drive all around the our town of Grafton, and I would deliver medicine. And I learned all about the streets in my town that I had no idea existed. I met all kinds of strange people uh, that I could spend a long time telling you about, but I'll save that for another time. Let's just say that I met a person that I wasn't sure sometimes if they were a he or a she, and Yikes. I can't say because of HIPAA laws anything else. But it was <laughs> it was uh, an interesting experience uh, working for my dad. And then after that, I also worked in a kitchen uh, for my first real real job, not working for my dad. When I worked for Pizza Hut for a year, and I was a Pizza Hut chef, as it were. Uh, threw toppings on pizza dough and threw it in the oven, uh, and I ate a lot of Pizza Hut. I ate a lot of breadsticks uh, amidst also, of course, working really hard. And uh, needless to say, after working there a year and now 18 years later, I still do not like Pizza Hut to this day. I will eat any other pizza in any other restaurant. Pizza Hut is not on the list. So, 
understandable but, but that's sad because <laughs> well, pizza that's probably one of my favorites it's one of my favorites as well <laughs> but i get it when you work like uh so closely with that and you have that smell on you for day yeah in, man day out you know oh it's I get at it. first it's like man i smell like pizza this is awesome and then a month later you're like oh i smell like pizza everything smells like pizza it's gross <laughs> freaking pizza yeah <laughs> um well i Basically, I guess my first job that paid any sort of money was uh, I was also a, a paper boy. Uh, had to get up at O Dark 30 and, uh, you know, grab the, the entire stack of, you know, newspapers from this one guy and I'd have to go through my neighborhood. But that was very, very, very short lived. It was like maybe, I don't know, maybe a month or, or whatever. And, uh, and that just sort of got dropped after that. But my first quote-unquote real job was working for the clown uh, and his golden arches. I, uh, I worked for McDonald's. Uh, I was um, the I big was, uh, the Big Mac chef. Yes, basically. Yeah, I was the grill <laughs> cook, and and I also worked on the sandwich station and all sorts of other little odd jobs. And I absolutely hated that job because. Uh, you know, being in fast food, you have to be fast. And so you have to that make sandwiches really quick. Um, and I am a calculated person, if you get to know me. Not that I'm, like, super slow, but I'm a little more calculated than that. And so trying to work that fast was, was just really difficult for me. Um, and then eventually they started cutting back my hours more and more and more, and eventually I just quit because I wasn't really getting enough hours anyway. And I hated the, I just hated that job. And because of that, I, if I can help it at all, I will never work in fast food again. <laughs> Completely understandable. How about you, Ronnie? I'm glad you guys saved me for last. So my first job was working at a horse stable, cleaning horse poop Stable boy. All, all right. Nice. I was, I for sure was. So I, I basically grew up with horses uh, for most of my life. So it wasn't that much of, like, I guess, like a big change other than you're cleaning out like 30 stalls every day instead of like four. You might say it was a pretty stable job. It was a pretty crappy job as well. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, so it was, it was more like, uh, you know, it was like cleaning stalls uh giving horses like medication like turning horses out like keeping like a schedule and things like that um i did not do that very long about six months was about all i could handle that and uh, i will say what my second job is only because it almost just tied into our podcast earlier uh which was one of my favorite jobs of all time was i worked at hollywood video nice nice like, like yeah it was just like the coolest job you know you're like oh man i get to rent all these movies and stuff like that you know you're there till like 12 or 1 a.m um, it was just a cool job, um, but yeah, that uh, that is not in existence anymore. I don't believe. Nope. No, I don't think many video stores are still in existence. <laughs> nope. Netflix and Redbox destroyed most of them. I'm pretty sure. Right. Didn't Blockbuster have like a Redbox type thing or something? They were trying. They they did, but it it fell by the wayside pretty quick. Gotcha. They do have one remaining Blockbuster location now in Oregon. Is that the one that uh, Captain Marvel? That? Is that the one that Captain Marvel crashed through? 
No. Okay. No, I don't. Well, actually, I can't say yes or no. It could could very well be. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, he destroyed the last one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, let's get a little bit more to the present. We shared about our jobs last week, uh, but let's remind everybody, uh, what do you do now? Maybe give a little more details and definitely share why in the world you do what you do. I'll go, I'll go first. Um, right now, I am a manager um, of a team in an insurance company. I didn't, obviously, you know, when I grew up, I want to play for the Cincinnati Reds. Never in my wildest dreams would I thought I'd be sitting at a desk for an insurance company, but here I am. Um, when I went to college, I went to college for operations management, and I minored in management because I knew I could, I could lead people. I could talk to people. Um, I could provide direction. I could make decisions. So I thought, you know, maybe management would be would be something that I would get into. So I went to college, and then right right out of college, I uh, became a financial advisor. I was good with money. I do. I knew math. I was very good in watching the market and things like that. So I felt like that would be a great start to start uh, out of my out of college. So I did that for about out about a year, and I worked with an individual. He was also a financial advisor, and he left for to go to another company, and he was there for about a month. I was still uh, a financial advisor, and he was there for about a month and called me up and says, "Hey, this company's great. You should come work for work for the, in the same department I'm in." I'm like, "Okay." So he set me up with an interview. I got the job. So he and I were on the same team. So fast forward uh, another three years, he leaves the department and goes to another department within the same company. He's up there for about a month. And he asked me, hey, are you happy there? Uh, I was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. He's like, you should come up to where I am. So he sets me up in the interview. I get the job and then we're on the same team again. So we were on the same team uh, uh, in that department for about, I don't know, three years. And he leaves for another department. Jeez. <laughs> so he's like, hey. For, and he was there for you know a few months. He's like, hey, why don't you come up to this department? <laughs> and fine. at that time, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to stick this one out. Uh, and I was in that department for, I don't know, four years. Um, and I became, I, I, I was so many different positions. I would have probably had five different positions within that same department. And I kept getting promoted every year, promotion, 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 where I, then I became the supervisor of that area. Then, uh, my boss, my boss's boss, my boss's boss's boss comes to my desk and says, Hey, we need to talk to you. I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world did I do? <laughs> and so I go in the room and they're like, hey, there's a team that needs your help. And it is for something that you don't know how to do. Um, but we feel like that you can do that. And that was that was two years ago. Um, I'm now I'm in that same position where I am now, manager of uh, of this of this of this department. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for two years now. And I really, really enjoy it. And um, one of the things that I have noticed is through that this past two years is I thrive 
when I am with other like-minded individuals. Mm. Like whenever I'm in a room with other managers and we're talking about how we can develop, what we can do to make our team better, how do we motivate, things like that, that stuff makes me uh, excited. Um, and that's where I am right now. Nice. I will uh, I will go ahead and go next, uh, partly because some of that ties into <laughs> where I ended up. So the current role that I'm in is a compensation analyst. Uh, my The person that trained me in that department and interviewed me for that position is Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we worked together for, for a little bit. That's kind of how we end up getting to know each other. My general job uh, is we basically like monitor the commission system at an insurance company. So we're, we're basically making sure the commission system runs smoothly, pays all the correct you know, amounts and things like that. Um, it's actually, I mean, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a bad job at all. Um, I, I don't mind going to work every day. I think my dream job, you know, uh, probably would have been a football player or baseball or any sport pretty much for that matter. But, uh, since that doesn't necessarily always work out, you always look for something that you can, you don't, you don't hate it. You know, you just go to work and, and you like it. And I think that's generally my philosophy is to do the best I can while I'm there. Uh, you know, you're getting paid to do a job. So I was trying to do uh, the best I can there, but you know what? In the same thing, it is a, you know, it is a desk job. And I like Patrick, I didn't see myself sitting at a desk. Uh, I actually went to, uh, I went to college. I got my bachelor's degree. Um, it's a bachelor of science with a concentration in criminal justice. So I was actually uh, planning on being a cop for a long time. Hmm. Um, but I just generally decided against that. Didn't think it was going to be something I wanted to do and, and, you know, finished out the degree and everything like that. But um, definitely interesting path to get there. I've uh, I worked changing oil. Like I worked at a car dealership before that. So I kind of bounced all around everywhere. Uh, but my current job now, it's, 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 uh, it's a pretty good spot for sure. Nice. How awesome. about you, Mark? Uh, well... I, uh, I sort of bounce between two jobs. Um, obviously, I'm in, uh, I'm in music and youth ministry. Um, I serve at a church about an hour outside of where I live. I've uh, been serving there for actually two years today. Um, so, woohoo to that. Um, Congratulations. And Thank you. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I basically in charge of, of planning uh, worship services every week. Um, you know, all the songs that we do. Uh, I'm in charge of leading rehearsals with our with our worship team. Uh, we have rehearsals every Tuesday night, including tonight at the time of this recording, uh, which was which was great. Um, but uh, and then of course we have. Uh, services every Sunday that I lead worship for and I'm responsible for communicating with the team and and making sure everybody's on the same page um, and I, I have a you know a good relationship with my pastor um, you know he's he's a very smart man um, very you know strong biblical guy um, he's just he's just got a good head on his shoulders and He's, he's just always able to give good, you know, life advice and, of course, spiritual advice. Um, and so I just very, I very much enjoy being at this church. Um, you know, it, it's helped me to grow a lot. Um, my wife has told me that 
you know, she, it's helped her to grow a lot in her, her own walk with God. Um, so it's, it's definitely been a great, um, a great ministry to be a part of. Um, but, uh, like I said, I bounce between two jobs. I am bivocational because, uh, I'm in part-time music and youth ministry. And so sometimes you just got to take another job to make sure the bills get paid. Um, and so, uh, I actually was working at um, uh, the university here in the city. Um, it's a Christian university. Um, I'll let you fill in the blanks there. I'm sure y'all can figure it out. Um, but uh, you know, I was working there as a custodian for for several years. Uh, it's actually about eight years um, as my normal sort of nine to five job. Uh, but um, I actually deal with uh, germophobic OCD uh, and I take medication for that uh, and so having all that and being a janitor is not a good idea so uh, I ended up quitting that job which that is a story in itself um, sure. yeah basically um, I heard I was getting moved to a, a, a new a new area that was going to be for me worse than where at any other place I had been before. I had always told my wife, you know, if if I get moved here, I'm I'm done. I can't. That's my that's my my limit. Um, and sure enough, they moved me over there. And that so was the sign to move on. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Indeed.com was my best friend for about a week, and uh, I got a, a job at a car dealership here basically as a service valet what a service valet does is i work in the service department so you know we you know perform service and maintenance on uh people's people's vehicles i work specifically in the the chrysler jeep dodge sector if you will and uh basically i check in customers uh when they're bringing their vehicles in for their appointments and they bring them into the service lane, and then I bring the, the cars around to our, our uh, mechanics, our service techs, uh, who, who get to work on the vehicles. Uh, and then I also, uh, we have a complimentary shuttle service, uh, so I, a lot of times, you know, if people need a ride to work or a ride home, um, I shuttle them around in a van, and uh, if I ever need to you know, if they ever ask me to deliver parts or, or pick up a part or whatever, we go for runs for that. So, um, and I actually like this job yeah. way more. Yeah, that's got to be than, so much you know, so less stressful than your yeah. other job. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not I'm not cleaning bathrooms, and that's that's the biggest thing. Um, I really had to worry about my overall health, um, and just being at the job was not a good not a good thing. But yeah, that's that's pretty much me. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, like I'd kind of mentioned before, uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a vet. As I got older, I, that kind of rolled into wanting to be a doctor. And then when I became a Christian and just kind of started to uh, pray and talk to God and read the Bible and uh, go to church more, I realized that instead of being a doctor of the body, I wanted to be a doctor of the soul. And so uh, I eventually settled upon being in full-time ministry, being a pastor, and 
um, that's that's kind of uh, what guided me to uh, going to college at a Christian school. Um, but when I was thinking about my exact ministry and you know my occupation in ministry, um, I made the mistake of telling God, uh, God, I'll do anything except be a missionary, because I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to live in Africa and you know there's lots of bugs and. You know, if I'm being honest with myself, you know, you think these things sometimes. And when you say it out loud, it's like, wow, that's really superficial. But that's just the kind of stuff I was thinking about when I was kind of in high school, college time. Um, but then not long after that, I felt I felt God telling me and calling me to be a missionary. And so that's that's pretty much what led me to this. You know, in college, I met my wife and my wife was adopted by American missionaries. Uh, she is actually Costa Rican by birth, but she uh, is American by adoption. And uh, when you look at her and her parents and the rest of her family, she is definitely looks Costa Rican, and the rest of her family definitely looks American. And so oftentimes, especially in the times when we're all hanging out together, when people meet us for the first time, they say, uh, is, is this your dad? And I'm like, nope, that's my father-in-law. Uh, he's my wife's dead and they're like what how does this work but you know when i got to college i met this family that, that they spoke spanish and they had they had lived most of their lives on the mission field and and that's really when i fell in love with started falling in love with other cultures and and just the idea of of not just being a missionary like going to other places to share god's love but really like working and collaborating with other cultures and other people and so uh, it was through that that I really started to understand, you know, my calling and my, my desire to be a missionary as an occupation, as a job, because uh, it really connected with my desires, my passions, my abilities. Uh, you know, what I was going to gain for money to me was secondary, and it was just a bonus. Um, and so now I'm a, uh, I'm a missionary, more specifically, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm a coordinator for a ministry, a, a missions ministry called Work and Witness which is pretty much a ministry about coordinating and planning uh, short-term mission trips from one day to two, three, two or three weeks at a time. And uh, that can be, you know, within the country of Brazil, that can be Americans or other uh, countries coming to Brazil, and that can even be Brazilians going out to other countries. And so I'm kind of the national leader of that, and I'm in charge of, of making those kind of things happen. You know, right now the ministry is very young. Um, to this point, the, the Work and Witness ministry in the past has been Americans coming to build churches all over Brazil. Um, but I've really, felt, um, I've really felt a deep desire to expand it and, and make it more national, to, to have Brazilians in the South, to work with Brazilians in the North, and, and see Brazilians go to Africa, and see them go to America to, you know, to see how they can contribute to you know, my friends and family and the churches up North to support them. So that is kind of a two-way street. Um, but speaking of God in the workplace, another one of Pat's family members, his wonderful mother, Shyla Novosel, had this question. Sheila. Sheila. Rewind. <laughs> yes. Another one of Pat's family members, his wonderful mother, Sheila Novosel. Sorry, my mother-in-law is named Shyla, and she spells her name the exact same way. So, I, No way. Right on. Right on. And so I just went with that same pronunciation. But anyways, you're you're wonderful. Shout out, shout out to Shyla. Shout out to Shyla and Sheila and Shayla, wherever you are. We don't know you yet, but maybe you'll introduce yourself. 
Uh, but Pat's mom, thanks for writing in your question. And her question was, uh, I'd like to know how you guys incorporate God into your job. Do you say it or display it? So in general, how do you share your faith? How do you share, maybe how do you make your job more than a job and make it a little more significant? I don't necessarily talk about talk about God. Um, I don't evangelize, but more, I more live it out. I let others know um, my faith through the way I carry myself. You know, I talk about me singing at church every Sunday morning. You know, I, I don't preach. But what I do is, is I there's there's a few phrases that I use every day, and it helps me helps me be nice, respect people, um, care for people. Um, the first one is the golden rule. You know, I want to treat people the way I would like to be treated. True that. So I do. I, that's number one. Amen. Um, num- number two is a bit, a little bit cliche, a little bit corny, but it's. I always think, what would Jesus do? And it really helps me live out the way, my life the way I feel like I should be living my life. And then third, now I just this this is this really resonated me uh, with me over the weekend is as Matthew five forty one. Uh, it says, if you're asked to go one mile, go two. So I try to use that where if someone asks me to do something, um, whether it be at work or in my personal life, I don't just do the bare minimum. Right. I don't say that, you know, I'll, I'll do, I'll do that. And so much more. Uh, it's, it's, so it's, it's one of the reasons why I am in the position that I am, uh, because I do do that. And I do all those three things. I think about those three things every day and it helps me. You know, my relationships, both personal and professional, it helps me with my work. Uh, whether I what they ask me to do a report, I'll run the report and I'll make it look nice. I'll do anything extra, and I'll do that. And I do that um, with the people I work with, the people that I work for, and the people that I work for me. So that's what I do. Yeah, man. I think I think the biggest thing for me is is to live out um, the servant attitude um it's important to to always be you know if somebody needs help something be the first one get up and just and just do it no matter you know how low quote unquote you might think it might be or or whatever or um it's just important to to just really have that that servant's heart and to be uh at a point where people can trust you and you can be a person of integrity that people can rely on you um, I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's a, like I said, it's, it's a big temptation and a big thing to deal with, you know, in a, in a very secular environment to just sort of want to blend in and be with everybody else. Um, and, you know, I admit I've failed in that respect in some ways, but, um, you know, I also get to uh, in a lot of ways, when I when I drive people around, I get to talk about what I do, um, and that sort of opens up conversation a little bit. Um, and so you get to know all sorts of interesting people. Now, granted, living in a in a in an area that I live in, uh, where it's it's quite saturated with, you know, that that Christian mindset. Uh, a lot of times, you're running into fellow Christians. Um, uh, because I'm in the Bible Belt, basically, and uh, but but a lot of times, you know, you 
you you run up you run into people that you know that's just not their way of living at all um and again you just try to have that that loving attitude and that servant's heart right you know jesus jesus hung out with um people of all kinds tax collectors prostitutes whatever and he just loved on him um you know obviously there were times where he called a spade a spade but he did so in love um and for the most part he he demonstrated just complete grace and again servant attitude when and just remember him getting down and washing the disciples' feet. You know, that was something that was like the lowest of the low. Um, but he he wanted to demonstrate the idea of of modeling that that servant that servant attitude. And so I think that's one of the most important things that I that I try to do with any any job that I'm a part of. A lot I know it can be a little bit easier with with a ministry job because you're in ministry. Um, and it's all about serving God and serving people. Um, but you, we're really called to do that wherever we go. Um, so I think serving is the biggest thing for me. Cool, man. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. You can talk to people as well when you're driving them and stuff like that and kind of get into that whole thing. I think um, I think my answer is really kind of piggybacks off of both of those um, because it's, you know, obviously it's not something that I talk about, uh, you know, while I'm at work, you know, I, I wouldn't preach to somebody at work, um, but I try to generally be, um, you know, somebody that can be trusted, somebody that can be relied on, um, and in general, just a good person. Cause I think as, as kind of Mark alluded to, um, in going to the car dealership, I, I can relate to that because it is a very different environment. Um, and it's easy to get caught up in all of that. Um, so generally try not to do that because I think, you know, in the workplace, you're going to work with people that, um, you know, might, you know, kind of bring you into that whole, that whole thing. But, uh, you know, I, I, I try to stay, uh, you know, trustworthy and reliable um, and just be an overall good person. What cool. about you, Lucas? Well, I, I think we can all agree that my job being in full-time ministry, missionary, pastor, all those things is conducive and it's probably necessary for me to say it and display it. But when I think about all the other jobs I had before, you know, from when I realized I had a call to being a pastor and to be a missionary up until now, I mean, I've had a mountain of jobs that were not even related to the church. You know, I sold Cutco knives. I was a newspaper boy, a landscaper, gardener, cell phone salesman, financial manager, substitute teacher, waiter at Applebee's and Texas Roadhouse. And in all those times, kind of like what you guys have alluded to already, um, it was really all about, you know, living out my faith, like doing what God called me to do, to live out the golden rule. Um, but for me also, it's always been about making sure I invest in people. Whatever my, whatever my job is, I can't make it about the money. I can't make it even about the tasks I have to do. I have to make sure that uh, whatever connection I have with people, whatever way I can, I can talk to people, invest in them, um, you know, connect with them, I need to put all my effort into that. And so for me, it's about conversations. Like when I was a waiter, I, I made every effort that when there was downtime to talk to people, get to know them, ask them how they're doing. And not just like, hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. But it was like I would make sure to look people in the eye. And I would encourage you guys, you know, it's it's not easy to 
to share your faith. And oftentimes it can kind of make your job a lot harder if you're always trying to focus on, uh, you know, preaching or sharing a, a truth. And it can be hard sometimes. And, and also because you have to get work done and you have to get things done. But really just stopping sometimes, looking at the people you work with and work for, looking at them and saying, how you doing? Like really looking at them, you know, and asking them how they are, why they're doing great, why they're doing bad, and really getting an oppor- allowing God to open an opportunity for you to, uh, to inspire them, to challenge them, for them to challenge and inspire you. And I think, you know, that's, that's what it all comes down to. I think, I think in whatever job we have, God always gives us opportunities to connect with people, to be challenged, and we just have to be open and willing for it to, for it to happen, you know? Yeah. So do you guys have uh, a dream job? Like if, if, if your education, if money, if time, if none of that was a factor, you know, I know Ronnie already mentioned that already kind of, and maybe it still is being a football player, but do you guys have any dream jobs that you, or a dream job that you're like, man, I, if I could do this, it would be perfect. Yeah. Like I, I said it earlier, like uh, I want to be, you know, a manager of managers like I said, that I like like being a, a part of like-minded individuals, being in the company of them, and I feel like I would, re- I would do a very good job in that. Um, aside from that, my <laughs> my dream job, uh, if 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 I had all the resources and everything, is would be to do nothing. Uh, and what I <laughs> nice, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and what what I mean by nothing is I want to be able to do the things that I want to do. I want to yeah. be able to volunteer. I want to be able to help the needy. I want to be able to travel. I want to be more active with my church. I want to be able to play more games. I want to be able to wake up at one in the afternoon. You know, I want to do the, do those things and not 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 push away my responsibilities as as a parent, as a husband, um, but but just just to be able to be able to get away from work for a, a long period of time. And I, I guess that's, I guess that's retirement. <laughs> so yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, I want to be able to have the time to do all those things. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, obviously I said right now I'm in, uh, you know, part-time ministry and, and then also working another job. Um, you know, when I, when I first got called to, to music ministry, um, I just said, Lord, wherever you want me to go, I will go. If that means being part-time for the rest of my life, then so be it. Um, you know, it's just wherever you call me to go. Now, what would I like to be in full-time ministry? Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely think I could, I could take that step and, and just go into it full-time. Um, but you know the Lord hasn't opened that door yet, um, so I just gotta trust Him where I'm at, bloom where I'm planted, and uh, you know if that's what He calls me to, um, then I'm more than happy to to step into that. So I think um, I think my dream job, other than obviously playing a professional sport, uh, because the one thing you didn't allude to is like talent, money, resources. <laughs> You oh, cleared that sorry. all. You, you cleared that all up with yeah. talent. You didn't minor things. Like that. My bad. My yeah, bad. So, so that's still gonna be pretty rough, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I always enjoyed writing. Like I learned in college that 
um, I just like to write. You know, I just like to write about stuff and the, and the things that I'm the most interested in um, is sports. So I always thought it would be uh, something really cool to be like a like a baseball writer, even like a beat writer, um, like travel with the team. You know, write about mm. the team nightly and things. And um, I always thought that would be really cool. Um, I explored it a little bit and found that you know when you start that, I think you uh, you end up with a single A team and you're not getting paid anything and you're in the middle of nowhere. Um, but I think it would be I think that would be really cool to do for like a professional baseball team. Nice, nice. That's a Ooh. that's a cool that's a cool answer, Ronnie. Ooh, I have one more thing to add, if I, if you don't mind. <laughs> no, we we mind. You're not allowed. Sorry. Uh, okay, well I'll stop talking then. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, I would really like to to write and record songs for the for the local church. Um, that's really where my heart is. Oh, that's cool. Musically, is just writing corporate worship songs. So, that's it. Nice. Well, I'd say for me, I'm I'm pretty much doing it. I mean, there were times in my life where my dream job was being an actor, comedian. Um, you know, there were times when I thought I wanted to be like the one of the 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 top leaders of the church in the Nazarene, the denomination I work for, uh, that I work with. Um, but once I, you know, at the beginning of this year, when I got into this position, uh, and now even with doing this podcast with you guys and uh, connecting more with people through streaming, I feel like everything I'm doing right now is connecting me with people, and it's giving me opportunities uh, to encourage, influence, and even to be encouraged and to be influenced in a positive way. So, uh, I'm, I, f- I feel like I'm living the dream. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have any other dream jobs anymore. It's really just all about, uh, serving him, serving others. Um, and so it's, it's a privilege to do what I do. And it's, you know, in connecting it to this podcast, it's a privilege to do this with you guys. I know it's only the second episode and I don't want to be like, Oh, it's the greatest thing ever, but it's just like, you know, it's it's just another piece of the puzzle, and so it's really cool to to be to be a part of this with you guys. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Awesome. So, bonus question to go on the other side, the opposite end of dream jobs. Uh, our new friend and listener, Aaron Giddy. I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm sorry, Aaron, if I mispronounced your name. But Aaron Giddy wanted to know, what's a job you would never want to have? So. Do you guys have any jobs that you would never want to have? Not not because oh, yeah. they're like, you know, they're bad. So if anybody has these well, jobs we mentioned, you're appreciated and you're doing a good thing for the world. But if it's maybe something personal for you that you could never do it. And any of the jobs that were on that show, what was it, Dirty Jobs? Oh, with Mike man. Rowe? Dirty Jobs. No. Any of those jobs. Agreed. No, but, uh, for me, like I, I, I like to laugh. I like to smile. I like to have conversations. But I couldn't do something that would require me to, to not do those things. Like if I was like a funeral director or something like that, that would be, that would be awful. Having to do that, having to see sad faces all the time, and try to keep. I mean, I would pro- that would mentally drain me if I had to do that something would be, like that. Yeah. I would never want to be the guy that empties out septic tanks. I'm pretty sure that's Absolutely. on the Dirty Job show. A couple <laughs> yeah, times. I'm sure it is. That was and probably I, on there. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. 
Oh, uh, well, mine would be really easy. Mine would be, uh, I would never want to work at the horse stables again. <laughs> nice. Never want <laughs> to go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely, that, that, was, that was my least favorite job I think I've ever had. So I would not want to go back. Uh, for me, I, I could never return back to uh, doing any job that requires me to do, like, cold calls or, like, forcing people to oh, yeah. listen to my sales pitch. If I don't, oh, if I don't yeah. believe in it, like... If I'm not passionate and believe in what I'm doing or if I have to, like, say something I've memorized, that's the worst. Because I think in this day and age, people have heard so many sales pitches that they're they're used to it. And it's just like someone's like, hello, have you ever had this happen to you? And it's like, come on, yeah. man. People are I mean, automatically people shutting off. People can see right through that stuff. If you're not passionate about it, people can see right through I it. I can't. I, I just can't do that. That and I would never be a – you know you know those, those people that, that take the – olive seeds out and put the pimentos inside the olives i could never do that job <laughs> what is that job you know like an, is an that, olive is that stuffer job? the olive stuffer i don't know that's a job right i i don't know i mean well if that were a job we have a fact a, checker that's like i'm afraid to google that because i don't know what i would find that's yeah, probably not a good idea but that's that's like one of the only <laughs> foods one of the only foods i don't like so obviously i don't want to work in the olive uh, industry so that's uh that's about it. So as we start to wrap things up, guys, uh, you guys need to answer one more question before we wrap things up. This one was posted by my Brazilian buddy Gabriel Pavon, who lives about uh, two hours away from me. He used to live right down the street until I moved to Sao Paulo. But he wanted to know uh, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Which what? one, African or European? Big. I don't know that. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Was that, that, was, that was that Monty Python? Oh yeah, yeah, Monty Python. The Holy Grail. Grail. Thank nice. you, Gabriel. Thank you, Gabriel, for that question. We had we are not going to answer that question because we want to live. So we're going to abstain. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, the only other thing I had. Well, we've reached our wrapping up time. Do you guys have some? Uh, some inspirational thoughts. Maybe uh, Mr. Mark Boucher has some music, or if you guys have any uh, any things you want to add in regards to jobs, occupations, whatever. The floor is open. Sure, man. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and uh, and uh, recommend a few songs for the the old Good Morning playlist. Something to get your your day started with. And I'm actually what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to try to do this every week and actually compile a Spotify playlist. Um, so you guys will be able to, to look that up and, and access it and play it whenever you like. Um, so I've got three songs uh, at, uh, at the ready today that I think you should add to your playlist um, or check out on ours. Uh, first and foremost, um, if you're into to good just uh, alt-rock, pop-rock music to get your day started, uh, I was a big fan, and, and still pretty pretty much am, uh, a big fan of this band called Lifehouse. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I was the biggest fan possible. I've been to at least four or five of their concerts, uh, met them twice. Uh, their first couple of albums were like the soundtrack to my angsty years of my, of my, uh, my teenagerdom. Um, and... Uh, Actually, uh, this week, 16 years ago, uh, they released their second album, 
Uh, it's called Stanley Kleinfall. I highly recommend you check it. Out, recommend you check it out. But in particular, uh, it's a song on there called Spin. It's just got a very very rock vibe. It'll uh, get your day going. Um, on the opposite end, uh, there's actually a, a guy by the name of John Foreman. I'm sure many of you have heard of him. He is the lead singer of a band called Switchfoot. Uh, he also does a lot of solo work. He is a beast when it comes to writing songs. He's just constantly writing music. Um, I would say uh, a song from his, his solo stuff that I would recommend is a song called Resurrect Me. And uh, it's uh, it's basically the song's about, uh, you know, making the best of 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 life and being resurrected from the things of the world. And the fact that he he's tried so many worldly things that didn't work out and he's just crying out, you know, resurrect me, bring me back to life because all these things are just just leading me to just death. And, and so that's that's really what the song's about. Um and the third song for you is is actually a song from the band mute math i don't know if you guys have ever heard of that band uh it's a song called and i'm blanking on the name now uh typical that's the name of the song um it's a very very alt rock song just something to get your morning going so yeah i would uh I would definitely recommend those songs to get you going. Cool, man. Good deal. Cool. I will. Uh, I will go ahead next. I don't know necessarily that I have an inspirational thought, but uh, you know, since we did our uh, the first podcast last week, you know, I think we've had like a, we, we just had a, a, like an overwhelming kind of like pour out of people. You know what I mean? People just liking the page, like you know, people that we know commenting, um, and I really just want to say thank you because I mean it, it, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Shout out to everybody. That is awesome for sure. Nice. Um, you know, wherever wherever any of us are, you know, for you that it's listening right now, you know, wherever you are in your job, your career, job search, education, it, it all comes down to it does all come down to listening. Listening to yourself, you know, living out your passions, living with conviction, you know, believing in what you do. Um for me it actually, you know, in, in thinking about that, um, it, it, it actually reminds me of Ratatouille. Have you guys uh, seen that good old Pixar movie? I have not. Seriously? I have not either. Seriously? Mark, you've seen Ratatouille, right? I have. I have many, many times. Nice. Do you have a, do you have a, a, a quick elevator pitch for us? Or, or do you just want me to give mine? It's about a gerbil. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> We're done. Movie about a gerbil. Oh wow, that was yep. that's that's quite the elevator pitch. Well, <laughs> no, that's that's nope, that's not it. That's oh, okay. not it at all. All right, fair <laughs> enough. No, basically, I would say uh, rodents uh, have figured out how to control humans uh, in order to assert culinary dominance. What? Wow. Yeah. That uh, I actually like that. That's a good elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, i have a second one for you uh the parisian health department's worst nightmare yes so <laughs> they're, they're ronnie and pat are so confused right I, now I, I think i need to watch both wally and ratatouille you this, for sure this do next week now listen more confused by you have you have no excuse ronnie i can't remember you do you have kids ronnie 
I do not. Okay, so Patrick, you have no excuses. You need to watch Wally. <laughs> you need to ra- watch Ratatouille. But bringing it back to Disney movies, they're both Pixar movies. Yes. yes. Okay, gotcha. So okay. Right. to bring it back, the reason I brought up the movie, first of all, here's the elevator pitch. Okay, you ready? Go. I really thought this through, so I need you to listen. Remember, listen. For some, cooking is just a job, but for Remy, cooking is a passion. His job is avoiding cats, traps, and humans as he seeks to make his dream of being a chef come true. Okay, yours was good, too. Huh? Huh? So he wants to be a chef? Or yes. assume it's a he? But he is a? Gerbil. Close enough. He's a rat. <laughs> so the movie is pretty much about a rat that wants to be a chef, and he does control... Uh, a young a young man by pulling on his hair to make him cook eggs and meat and bake stuff and it's actually a really cute really funny movie your kids would love it so you need to does, watch it with does your the, kids. does the man know that there's a rat on his head he does he actually invites the rat to go on his hat go on his head and control him you have he to watch it though to see the it. chef's hat so no one knows but <laughs> to bring it back even more the reason i brought that up there's a there's a line in the movie uh, that actually comes from the food critic and the villain of the movie. And he says, not everyone can become a great artist, but a great artist can come from anyone. And I really like that quote because it applies to our lives in so many ways, in the jobs we do and the things we do, because when it comes down to it, we can make a difference and we can find passion through whatever job we're doing if we truly listen, uh, put our all into it and seek it out. So I want to just encourage everybody, seek out passion in what you do. Um, consider seeking or praying for a different job if it's not there. Because um, money is only going to sustain you for so long. It's only going to take us so far. So seek out passion and then also go and watch Ratatouille. It's a good flick. <laughs> well, I think that's all for today. Uh, we, we've all enjoyed hanging out, of course, talking together. If you'd like to communicate back with us listeners there are a number of ways you can go beyond listening you can subscribe and keep downloading our weekly podcast every thursday morning on itunes stitcher google play youtube and soundcloud also you can rate us on itunes because nothing says good job little buddy like a nice review and some stars and you are welcome to connect with us as a podcast on facebook youtube and twitter the good morning guys or at the gmg podcast and also personally at Nova Beyond on Twitter. Ronnie.music on Twitter. Oh, look out. Whoops. Collision. <laughs> Collision. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ronnie, you say yours first and then I'll say mine again. Yeah, so my Twitter is just my name. It is Ronnie R O N N I E dot Johannes J O H A N T G E S. And mine is at music, M-U-S-I-Q-U-E, 829. And I am at Team, and you can also find me on Facebook, Lucas Ham Swisher. All right, my podcasting brothers, listeners, friends, and family, go get your good morning this week. May God bless you and guide your lives as you live, work, and game. Ate mais, and see you next week for more Good Morning Guys. One, two, three, four.